Hello and welcome to The Big Chat, a podcast that champions individuals and businesses at the heart of their communities. Um, Making sure they understand how accountable they need to be in the business, but being positive throughout so that they literally love what they do. I think magazines will always be around. I think there'll always be a market for them. I think advertisers like being on paper. But in another way, it actually gave me that time to really grow and develop and, um, yeah, build it, basically. We try to communicate more with clients than most accountants do. The Big Chat. This is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the chance to have their say, their way. Hello, my name is Nicole, as you well know, and welcome to another episode of The Big Chat. Um, So, my guest today is someone um, that, well, is very important in my life, but also um, we are going to start doing a few different topic big chats covering the soapbox race, which, as a lot of you know, is... um, the other event that we look after at Chatty Hatter, the Tummage Wells Soapbox Race, that's happening in June. And I've wanted to talk to this person on the show for a long time, but due to our sort of personal relationship, he's not always wanted to come and talk to me. However, he was the actual uh, man with the idea for the soapbox race. So I said to him, look, why don't you come on and have a chat with me about that, but also tell people about your story um, in business because he is a local businessman and he's done a lot of really inspirational things I think and I know um, and think a lot of you will too and he's got a very interesting story and that's what we're about is hearing how people have um, got to, to where they are and and you know the ups and downs that comes with it so I'm really delighted to introduce you to someone very special to me and that is Gary Jeffrey. Hi. Hi, Gary. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you? Very well, thanks. Yeah? Yeah, very well. Very well. Mm. Thank you for finally coming on. No, it's taken long enough. It's taken long enough. It's funny to be sat opposite you here, isn't it? Mm, it is. <laughs> Not quite the dinner table. No. <laughs> it's a little different setup for us. So for people that don't know anything about your sort of backstory, yeah. where would you like to start? Where do I start? Yeah. It's probably worth starting where I started my business. Yeah. Um, I actually started my business when I was 17 in my mum's garage. Um, Did you? Printing. That's how I started out. I done a, a foundation college in um, uh, Clerkenwell College in London, which I'd done a year there. And then I got a job at a local printers. Mm. And then I decided to go and start doing work on my own, which I took a bank loan out with Midland Bank for three and a half thousand pounds. And that's how it all started. And I started working in the garage um, as well as a job. And then I just thought, you know what, I'm going to have a go myself. Mm. And I started, I probably started when I was 23. I'd been working in the garage for about four or five years. And then I actually went out to do it full. And my mum's cousin actually took out a, a guarantor for £100,000 for my first machine. And that's how it all started. Wow. And then, uh, so at 23... I had um, my brother-in-law working for me and then another, my other brother-in-law worked for me and then it just took off from there. And what were you printing in your garage? What did you start off printing I printed, in I started printing um, 
small stuff like letterheads and business cards and just general stuff like that. And then when I, we went into like being a full cone commercial printer, mm. I was doing brochures, all kinds of stuff, reporting accounts, anything, point and sell. But when my business really got going, um, I, I moved into having a full blown studio. Um, we done we done everything. We were like a one stop shop. We done mm. print finishing. We done design. We done everything. Mm. Um, and I had it for twenty seven years, which. I sadly did close it at the end. Um, I had a, a lot of good years where I made a lot of money, and then the downturn come when the internet kicked off, mm. and it and it did. It just all the margins were going. But I'd <coughs> I diversified um, throughout, but I could sit here for hours and tell you what I went through. But partly through my business, um, I decided to uh, go into printing funeral stationery. Yeah, and I started it with. Um, Sadly, my ex-partner, her one of her uh, auntie and uncle got killed in an accident, mm. and they'd um, their two daughters had ordered a, designed a order of service, mm. and I designed a lot of different um, designs. I went to the NAFD and I've become a member, and then I used a local telemarketing marketing company um, to to contact near on well, it's near on five thousand different undertakers, mm. um, and I I started another business just solely designing and printing all the service, which really did take off. And I was into some some big companies like the Dignities and the Co-op. And then one day I was actually in, um, I was in, I think it was Edinburgh or Glasgow, and I'd been delayed at the airport and I sat there thinking about a conversation I had with another parent at a football match watching my son. And he said to me, what are you going to do when the internet kicks off? Mm. And I hadn't really thought about it. And... After really thinking about it, I thought, I'm going to really have to look at this because I was already doing work for some big financial companies in the city and I was already kind of warned that this work is slowly going to go. Yeah. Um, and it did go. and But I'd already started this business and it was doing very well. And then that's when I turned around and I thought, you know what, I'm going to start a funeral directors. Mm. So I did. <laughs> and I, was, I was told I was actually mad for starting it and I started it with no I had no experience of it mm. um, and I did actually take on a business partner who I, I, I took him on for his expertise um, I paid all the money to we I literally bankrolled it and t- today now I've got a I, th- I think a successful business we've got three shops in this, this area mm. who my two older children run and we've got a really good reputation and I've, I've worked hard with it. Mm. But I've also done, a, I suppose I have done property developing because I've developed mm. business premises. You have. Um, as you, you know, one of them that I've done. Yeah. Well, you've done two of them. And so I'm, I've, been, I've been going into property too, mm. um, which I enjoy. I do enjoy it and I enjoy designing them. So Quite a lot there. I mean, look, yeah. I've got nothing else to say to you now. You've well, just no, got I've, it all I've done take, in about five minutes, Gary. I've taken over a bit, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> you, what would you say um, for those, because we talked about sort of what you were going to talk about today and, yeah. and you'd said that y- you would love to, even if you sort of inspired one person to go out there and do something. And obviously, yeah, you would. know, my reason behind the big chat is to talk about how people got into doing what they're doing and, yeah. and, and their experiences of it, because I think a lot of people are too scared to yeah. go out and try new things. And you said that you've always 
Well, you've taken risks, but you said at the weekend, you said you wish you'd taken more risks. I do. I do wish I'd taken more risks. Within reason. And Yeah, <laughs> within reason. No, I, I would say... Would you say I'm, you've always been a risk taker? Like when you were yeah, much younger, yeah, is that... I have. Because 23 is really young, isn't it? You went to college yeah. and then you were in, you know, your garage. Not yeah. everyone would possibly be able to do that with them. No, they wouldn't. And I, and I worked hard. I worked long hours, mm. but I did take risks. My first machine was a hundred thousand pound. That's a lot and, of and money. At that age, it was. Mm. I'd got I'd got a house, um, but I then borrowed like large chunks of money. Like, some of our machinery was six hundred thousand. I had two machines. That's one, crazy. One at a half a million. One at six hundred thousand. Mm. Um, and then I bought lots of other stuff from that. I had all our own bespoke premises built, which I designed. Mm. And um, I would just say to anybody, if you really want it, go for it, mm. and don't be afraid to borrow money. Mm. I'm not afraid of it now, and I'm 56 now, and I'm going to I'm going to carry on doing it. Yeah, because I think that's it, isn't it? I think some people, I don't know. I think sometimes you've got to put your heart into it, haven't you? And and actually, yeah, you borrowing have. money. Not that we're advocating going out yeah. and borrowing, getting loans, and getting crazy out of hand. But sometimes, if you've got that, if, and not everyone's able to do that either. It's worth pointing out. Not everyone's got credit no, that's no. able to do that or guarantors. Yeah, yeah. But if you have, um. Sometimes you've got to show that you're passionate, haven't you? I think what you've got to do is you've got to set a good business plan. And yeah. That, and that's what I did. Yeah. I worked hard. I wasn't just printing. I was out on the road selling too. Mm. So in the daytime, I was actually out seeing people. Mm. And then the afternoons and evenings, I was actually printing. Um, and, and I did. A, I, I used to work stupid hours. And yeah. that's really what you've got to do. But but there is, of course, there's some luck in it. I've, I've, had, some, I've had some luck. Mm. I've made some bad mistakes. Um, which has cost me quite a lot of money, mm. but I would say in general, most of my stuff has been has been quite successful. Do you think as well when, like you mentioned, the internet? Because certainly for a printing business, like you'd had, mm. it was print wells, wasn't it? Yeah, that you had for a long, long time, and that was huge. It got really, really yeah. big, didn't it? As you said. Well, at one stage, we had forty-five guys working for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, we used to work seven seven days, twenty-four hour shifts. We and that must have been quite stressful as well. It was very stressful. <laughs> I, I used to come in um, and I used to sit in my office, bearing in mind that I started on the shop floor mm. and then I worked my way up through and I was still not afraid to get my hands dirty. That's mm. what everybody says to me. You're, you're usually the first one in there and you're the last one out the door. Mm. All right, I didn't I didn't when there was night shift. but And I knew the business inside out and that was a good thing. It wasn't a case of I just... I was just doing one thing. I could do anything in that factory. Yeah. Um, and that's really what helped me. But I would say that if if you really want to make a go of it, you do need a good business plan mm. and you need to be prepared to work long hours mm. um, and take risk. Mm. There's, I know it's harder to borrow money now. You've got, as you say, you've got to have the collateral to back it up. We've got personal guarantees and stuff in that. Yeah. But, but with the internet, the internet, everything's going internet-based now. It is. Um, it's, and to be honest, the prices that we used to charge for all kinds of stuff and just not general printing from point of sale, it's just gone down so much. Mm. And I could have carried on, but I didn't want to. You couldn't have competed as well. Like you said, um, there was, you know, yeah, it, it was just hard work. Well, exactly. And also the guys, the guys were on good money work for me. They still, I, I couldn't have gone to them and said, well, I'm, I'm now having to do this for a certain price. Mm. You're going to have to cut your wages. I couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, and Tummage Wells was well known for being like a kind of, they, they said it was like a capital print. Mm. There were so many prints in Tummage Wells and Tunbridge. Now there's, there's hardly any full. There's just a handful. 
um, and there's and they are all struggling. I'm I'm personal friends with most of them, mm. and they've all said to me that you're so lucky you're out of it, mm. which is sad because it was a brilliant trade. I used to really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but how hard was that as well to make a decision to actually shut something down? It was because a, it was a massive decision. Because we've talked um, about this a lot, and it it for some people, especially now through this pandemic, mm, yeah, people are having to make that choice for other reasons. You know, not because of the internet, but just yeah. because of business changing. That must I, I can only imagine as a business owner of mine's small. Mm. How hard that must be to was, it was hard, really you know, hard to make that decision. I how remember, long did I, it take? I remember. You? Looking, looking at our, where we were going with our business, and we we literally lost probably near on a million pounds of work. Mm. Um, I'm not going to say the company names; they're big, they're big names. That, mm. And to replace that, I couldn't just replace that, which would have meant I'd have had to downsize the business in quite a large way. And I I didn't want to do that. And not only that, the margins that we were working for, and all right, I say lucky. I'd already got my other business going. Yeah. Um, and I'd also bought some commercial property, which that was that was there for my pension. Yeah. So I suppose it made it easy for me to make that decision, but it was a hard decision to make. I, I met with my accountant, um, and I was I say lucky. I had assets, um, not like a lot of prints when they go go to the wall. There's nothing, and the creditors don't get on anything. My my business was in was in a good a good way, and and the actual. Um, administrator said to me it's really unusual for a printing company to have the assets that you've got and also the amount of book debt that was due into you mm. so he said to me you, sh- you shouldn't feel bad and I, but I did feel bad yeah um, I had a lot of people that sadly on that day when I had to make that decision to close it it was awful mm. but I look back now and that's over five years ago and I'm glad I'm out of it yeah um, and the, the funeral business that I've moved into well I, I've People say to me, but you didn't touch um, bodies and that, did you? I said, well, of course I did. <laughs> I was heavily involved with it. When mm. I started it, I used to, I was I was going out and sadly picking up deceased and that. Yeah. Um so I same thing, I learned the business and I'm I'm so lucky that my two older children have taken it on. Yeah. And they're brilliant. They've they're an actual asset to her. Yeah. Um So you did that so you so we'll get on to that. So right. we did you did the print wells and yep. obviously print wells you shut down yeah and then you'd already set up and then your funeral director business for those that don't know is called henry paul funerals yeah and that was named after that was awesome my late grand my late brother yeah so, so it's our family name yeah um and the same thing with that like i was talking to somebody this morning on the phone about it and they were asking me about how did i start and mm. was it hard and i said it was hard i literally started that business with no history behind that business and I was going into a business where there was one undertaker in our town that had been going for about 150 years. Mm. Um, and I thought then, God, how am I going to compete with him? Mm. And we are competing with him now. Mm. I, I will say it, we're, we're probably touching the same numbers as what he does a year in funerals. Mm. And we've done that in 13 years. Yeah. So it says it itself, but it's like someone said to me, but how, how, was, how would you grow the business? I said, I built it through a lot of hard work, as in I did throw a lot of money at it, mm. as in I spent a lot of money on marketing and advertising. I supported a lot of um, clubs, as in kids' football clubs, yeah. um, cricket clubs, bowls clubs, all kinds of things. Mm. Uh, shirt sponsors for Tummage Wells Football Club mm. and Rustall. And I got the name out there. I drip I drip feed, fed it for yeah. a long time. Mm. Um, and I did, I threw a lot of money at it, where this person this morning said to me, 
where did you get the money from? And I said, I'm lucky my other business was was, was doing well and yeah. I had the support of that. But, yeah, it was hard. But, but also you have to take, like we said before, you have to take some risks. And yeah, sometimes that means, you know, you've got to, you have to spend money to get your name out there. You do. It doesn't always just happen. Yeah. It's, you know, like um, certainly the big chats when we first started doing the big yeah. chats, I was spending, it was all my own money. Was, I was spending my own money mm. on building the brand up. And you, if you're passionate about something and you believe in it, you have to do it. The soapbox as well. Look at us with the soapbox. Well, yeah. That was our money. Yeah. That wasn't, It took know, a lot of money to get off the ground, didn't it? I know. It was money for no. us then. That was no. you and I spending our money on that. Yeah. People probably don't always realise that. But it's like with that business, the funeral business is built on recommendations. It yeah. really is, and, yeah. and and you have got to be good at what you do. You've got to be compassionate and caring. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just saying it because our business, we're all of that. And if yeah. and, and people actually say to me, you should be so proud of what you did and, and what your kids are doing because, like, you've only got to look at the testimonials on our website, and I, I read them. I read them every week, what's been put on there, mm. and they're not made up. They're, they are actually families that go on there. We've got – we belong to a um, – kind of this little society we have to pay and it's all to do with the software we use for the funeral industry mm. and they contact the families and, and actually ask them about um would you be happy enough to do a testimonial and you just got to read through them and it says it's for itself mm. and that's why um but it's lots i say i'm i've taken a real back seat from that um you have yeah i have yeah i've i'm, I'm lucky. lucky i don't have to get involved with it much now um I was talking to Connor this morning. It was quite funny. We had a conversation. He was saying, "Connor's the, your son." Connor's my son. Yeah, he was saying about like the, the jubilee this year for the Queen. Queen's jubilee. Yeah. yeah, and he said, "Can we do something for the Winder Dad?" Mm. And automatically, my brain starts going into a, a mode of <laughs> <laughs> coming up with some design. Can only imagine. And and he <laughs> and he said, "There's a prize dad for it." So <laughs> I said, "Well, we're going to have to go to town, aren't we? Because we've got a big shop front window." Mm. And I am. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for it. And, and I enjoy stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, th- so for those that don't know, um, obviously you had Printwells, you'd already set yep. up Henry Paul Funerals, and you had some commercial properties, as you mentioned. You've yep. got what, a big commercial property building that was where Printwells was, yep. which you now rent out. Another commercial property in Southbury, and then you had another one, didn't you, which is we did. probably known now by people in the town, better yep. as the Shuffle House. The Shuffle House, that's correct. Which is still yours, yep. but it was... It was Jeans. Which it was, was called Jeans. After my mum. After your mum. Yeah. So that was obviously how I met you. Yeah. And, I mean, when, how did that come about? How I know it, this story, how, how but for those about? listening, when did you decide, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to renovate one of my properties that I already own and I'm going to turn it into a restaurant bar nightclub yeah. and I'm going to run it with my family. I think it all came about, I, I was thinking about how it really did come about. I think it was on in Dubai, actually. I was talking to a friend of mine who is in... Um, he runs, a, it's a kind of internal restaurant in one of the big newspapers. Yeah. And I was talking to him and then I was also talking to my kids when I got home and my kids kind of kept going and saying, you've got to do it, Dad. And I think once um, the actual our tenant had said that he didn't want to renew the lease mm. and I was thinking about it because sadly when my mum had passed away, I'd already started the property. Mm. But then when she passed away, she left me a house and stuff in there. And I used quite a lot of money. Mm. And I thought, I'm going to go for this. Mm. Tell me it wasn't something different. Yeah. And you know, you, you saw it. it. It was different. Yeah, I'd, it was. I spent a lot of money on it. Yeah. And 
and, and I, I think I designed it well with 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 Connor, my son, and Millie and that. And but it was hard, and you know it was. <laughs> you, you you were there on that journey. Um, but do you know what? It's a hard yeah. industry. I think it's to get really into the hospitality hard. industry, yeah. like you've said since. I think you all did amazingly. I mean, I think you. I mean, Millie was there all the time. Connor I know. was amazing. I think all of you are amazing, but it was hard for all of you. Well, Connor said to me yesterday on the phone, he said, um, do you regret it? And I said, no, I don't. I don't mm. regret it. And he said he doesn't regret it. We learned a lot out of it. And I just think that I could have done it a different way. And maybe I'll still be here now, but we didn't. And we're out of it. We decided to close it. Mm. We had 18 months of it. Um, and a lot of people said they missed it. But I own the property still. Um I spent a lot of money on the property. It gives us a good return. And that's nothing I say to people about buying property. You, you won't lose on property. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a hard one. It was a lot of long hours. Um, it would, And I think I think it's a, lo- a lot of elements are out of your control, aren't there? And I think quite, you yeah. know, however, however good an employee you are or however strong your team is, it's quite a high turnover of staff just naturally in the hospitality sector. People we've it, talked about talk to about it have said yeah. it's really hard it, it opens your eyes because um we had nightmares with chefs they all seem to have uh <laughs> their own problems that they yeah. bring into work and getting good staff is really hard yeah um it's unsociable hours mm. as we know but yeah that there are successful companies in the, in the town that are doing okay but we're clever out of it but and and after that, obviously, I mean, for, so I mean, certainly with jeans, that was that was when you first said to me, "I've got an idea. <laughs> I've got well, yeah, hateful words. Yeah. Yeah. I've got an idea." Um, I think you and Connor had me and the team up, didn't you, to have a chat about yeah. things? Yeah, I'd I'd had this idea. Um, I can't remember years ago now, and it was. Um, it must be about eight nine years ago now. Well, it must be, mm. and it was chips, wasn't it? The chips charity. I knew uh, Rachel. I think is it Rachel? Yeah, yeah, Rachel from there, and we had a meeting, and it was, and they they loved the idea, but to be honest, you were the only person that made this happen, and you were, and I'll say it to anybody that and the people um, that made the carts. Well, yeah, there was that, yeah, but no, <laughs> quite but, a few other people, but, but, but thanks, yeah, I'll no, take no, that. no, I'll you you that. were the person that, that really made. It. Yeah, I was there with you, mm. um, but it took an awful lot to get it off the ground, didn't it? But it was a great, thank you, but it was a great idea. And I think what I'm getting at was you had that idea, that initial, why don't we do something? Why don't we, I think what interests me about you and always has done is that you don't, you no idea is too big. And I think even the guest I was talking to earlier today was saying, you know, you've just got to, you've got to go for what you really believe in and um, at least try, you know, and I think that was the thing with your idea. It was a wacky idea. It was a wacky idea. Um, I know we ended up doing it in Dullorn, but I didn't want to do it in Dullorn. I wanted, to, I wanted to do it, do it down. I wanted to do it down Mount Ephraim, down the hill. You did, and go past the train station, which was. <laughs> I'm sure somebody we weren't allowed. I'm sure somebody would have been seriously injured, but that Let's was hope not. That was the plan, yeah. um, and we were in conversation with the council before I come to you. Yeah, uh, and they wouldn't have that, mm. and then you got involved, and Dullorn. Well, it was a success, wasn't it? The, the, yeah. fir- the first one was brilliant. It just it, happened. Yeah, it was fantastic, and it is a great event. Yeah. Um, and the town needs to get behind it. Everybody needs to get behind it. Thank you. But so you did. So you had the idea for the soapbox. So you've obviously had that idea. Yeah. 
And then you're still running jeans, but then obviously we yeah. did, I think we did the first first one, didn't we? We did the first race and jeans were still open and then you decided yeah. you were going to close. So how was that again? Because that's, again, closing another business. How did that feel? It was time to go, was it? It, it, it was hard because, one, it was my mum's name. Yeah. I didn't want to I didn't want to do that. Mm. Two, my two, oh, well, Connor did walk away from it, didn't he? He'd, mm. he'd had enough. He walked away from it. And then Millie said to me that, Dad, this is too much for me. It's unsociable hours. She wasn't seeing Dan, her partner, much. Mm. And and I suppose I thought of that. And Benji, my youngest son, was too young anyway for it. Um, and I just looked at it and I thought, what was it, 18 months? No, I'm just trying to remember. Was it two, two, three years ago? Yeah. So I was in my early 50s and I just thought, Do you know what, I don't want this pressure. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd shut the printing business and... It wasn't as difficult as what I thought to make that decision. I just went and done it. I made. I spoke to my accountant. Um, I, I had the premises, so I was shutting the business, but I wasn't losing the premises or anything. I was in. I was in. To be honest, I was in a good position. Mm. Um, I did pay off, as you know. Yeah, I paid you did. off all the creditors, as in um, all the food suppliers. Mm. I didn't want to do that, mm. and it, it was easy. It was an easy thing to do. So was it the like you say, making that decision, a big decision like that. Okay, of course, there was emotional connections to that with yeah. your mum's name and your yeah. children. But actually making that decision the second time around, once you've done it a first time, because sometimes doing something for the first time is the hardest, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But Whereas course, you're much more like, right, of course no, it's not working. <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> you, I, you know me better than anybody. Yeah. And I am fairly blunt. If I decide to do something, I'm going to do it. And yeah. I, I just went ahead and done it. Yeah. Um, and... At least I knew that my two older children had gone into the other business, so they were fine. Yeah. Um, and most of the people that we employed were people that were going off to university. A they lot of the waitresses, uh, the chefs went and got other jobs. So I, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like we had the printing business. It was harder because there was guys. But then I say that most of the printing guys that worked for me and the salesmen, they all got jobs virtually they got jobs, yeah. and they and they got redundancy pay too yeah. so they so they 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 were okay everyone was okay yeah so um but it is a big decision when you run a business i'm afraid that when you're in the driving seat it, it's down to you and and i'll be honest with you I'd, i've had years of a lot of stress um and i suppose i'm lucky i've got a bit of hair actually because people say yeah people say you've got hair and also you're not too gray but i think i thrive on a bit of stress actually yeah, yeah so. maybe a bit less these days, but... Well, I don't know. I am still... I've got a lot on the go again, haven't I? You've got a lot on the go. But I think, again, so... And the good... You know what? With jeans as well, I think you had jeans, but actually, even though it didn't work necessarily with Millie and Connor in that, in that environment, yeah. through no fault of anyone's, no. now you're all working at Henry Paul and they're running it and they're doing an amazing job, aren't they? they so are, as a yeah. family business... Yep. Even though that's what you wanted for jeans, sometimes we we plan things and they don't go the way that we want them, but you end up getting the right result. Do you see yeah. what I mean? Because you've yeah. now got your family business. Yep. Obviously, your ex partner Jackie, she's still partner in the business. Yeah. Got Millie and Connor. Benji's always part of everything that you do. Yeah. So it's a, you've got a real strength in that. Yeah. So with Henry Paul funerals, you decided again another big idea that you'd had. You'd wanted to get bigger premises hadn't you i did yeah so i don't think everyone will know in tunbridge wells they might well know you for pembury and southborough yeah. and tunbridge yeah but you'd had an idea and you've got premises now we've taken over the barclays bank which is in uh, commercial road in paddock wood yeah um i i didn't really want to do it 
uh, in Paddock Wood. Well, I say a Paddock, I wanted to get into Paddock Wood because same thing, how my brain works. I kept thinking about all the houses that have been built, the population's yeah. going to go up and over the next few years it's going to considerably grow. Yeah. So it was it was a good move. It's a um, big site. It's a big site. We're, we're going to be building um, all our garages there to keep all our cars because we store them on a farm at the moment. So yeah. that's another overhead. But I always wanted to do it in Tamworth Wells. I wanted uh, – it's – I'm pleased with how it's turned out, but I did want something a bit different. Um, mm. But my two children have said to me, um, "Let's leave it at that now, Dad." They're yeah. not. Then they're not. I suppose driven like me. They do a brilliant job. Um, I'm a bit of a workaholic. I've got to admit, I am. Mm. And day, quality of life's got to come into it. And not as Connor said, I'll never be like you, Dad. You used to work stupid hours, mm. but it's like I said, well, that's what we've got. What we've got. Mm. Um, you wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for our work. And I did miss out on a few things. That's the sad thing about it. Yeah. But I've done, I've made the foundations for them. Um, and they've, well, like Connor said, I've learned a lot from you, Dad. I've learned some things that are probably not good. <laughs> but I've learned a lot from you how to run a business. And mm. and even now, like with him, um, I haven't got a problem with telling someone if they're not working properly. I will say something, and Connor is exactly the same. Yeah, and I'm really proud of him like that. Yeah, it, you're not, you're not, you don't, you don't get very emotionally attached to. No, and you, it, you find it quite easy to say to someone to pull them into line, which is, I would say, is a strength in business. Personally, I find it, that really hard. It's hard, as you know. Yeah, yeah. drive me nuts. Yeah, and I can't tell them. Yeah, but, <laughs> I can tell you, but I, I can't tell anyone else. I know you tell me, but that's hard, isn't it? It's is hard, but I've. For some people, I, I when someone when people say to me, "Where who trained you?" No one trained me. I trained myself. Mm. I, I'd, same thing. I've been lucky that I suppose when I was so young and I learned everything. And I used to, I, I, had, I had to learn everything about doing the estimating, to do the invoicing. I, mm. I done everything, and and I, look, I had to look into, I suppose, a bit of HR. I'm not, I'm not really up on HR, but I had mm. to think about everything, and I'm lucky like that. And that's where, like now. When the kids have got a problem, they ring me up. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I've always looked after people um, and people said to me, like, I bumped into a guy a few weeks ago and he said to me, you're the best boss I ever had. That's and nice. And he's, he's in his 70s now and he said to me, honestly, you really looked after me. Mm. Um, and everybody that worked for you was really like gutted when you closed that business because you were such a good boss. You were one of the blokes. Mm. Um, and that's the thing with business too, I'd say to everybody, that to be a good boss... You need a good team behind you. Yeah, you, you do. You need, and, and you need to treat them with respect. Mm. They, tr- they treat you with respect. If you treat them, you've got to look after them. And that's why no one ever used to leave our company. Mm. It was it was well known in Tumage Wells that people just didn't they didn't leave. No, and that's that says a lot. That does say a lot about an organisation. Yeah. What would you say would be one of the hardest things that you found in business over the years? What's been one of the hardest things? Finding decent staff. Mm. But. I've I've always had good staff. Um, mm. I've had the, the odd one where they might have made a mistake, and but you just tell them all they've made a mistake. But people say, don't they? It's, it's hard finding good staff. Mm. Um, and like nowadays, with the funeral business and that, lot of, we haven't got lots of staff. Mm. Um, but the staff we've got are good. I've just I've just been really lucky, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think as you say, you've just got to, if you get the right staff, look after them. And also, I think with the funeral business, it's because you know people, as we we know and we talk to each other, 
not everyone feels comfortable talking around it, do they? It's not. A t- no, no, they don't. Not everyone does. It's a bit of a taboo subject, isn't it? It is, yeah. and and I don't really see why because I think ultimately, you know, when someone passes on, I mean, obviously, my father passed away. Yeah. And Henry Paul Funerals looked after my father's funeral, and I was incredibly fortunate because we had a two-week window where mm. my brother was over from Hong Kong, wasn't he? Yeah. And literally. Dad passed away and you managed to rush the funerals through so that my brother could be there for it, which mm. is unheard of because sometimes you have to wait like two or three weeks. Well, yeah, we pulled out the stops and, yeah. and we done it. And to make it and honest, you do that a lot yeah, people, we look after you? people. And as you say, like with the funeral business and that, it's it's built on reputation. Mm. Um, and even with like the advertising now, I have pulled right back from advertising with it. I don't need to advertise like I used to. Mm. Um, I still support a few clubs, not, not many now because... Uh, I've had to draw the line on it, but it's it's just built. It is built on a reputation, and it's it's plodding all the time. And yeah. I don't I don't have to worry about it at all now. Mm. It's people people know. Well, I think because people know you and they know Connor, they know Millie, they know they can reach out. And yeah, to I've lived in Thomas. I've lived in Thomas all my life, so I know an awful lot of people. Mm. Um, and but as you say, a lot with that subject, people. So I've had some people saying, "Well, could you go into that industry?" And I said, "Well, somebody said you got to do it." They have. And yeah, they have. And, and to be honest. Thank goodness that they do. Yeah. And even like when I talked to Millie and Connor, they, they say to me that, because they did say to me many years ago when we started it, Dad, don't ever expect us to go into that because we won't. Mm. And I never pushed it on them. Mm. And they just went into it and they both said they, they actually, they don't enjoy people seeing people upset, mm. but they actually said that we really do like looking after people. And when, when they send a, a card or a letter in thanking them or looking at the testimonials, they just said they're so proud to have looked after them. Yeah, that means so much. And it does, and I think like that business, I, I shouldn't really say it, but it is. It's it's recession proof, isn't it? Like as in some businesses where you've got to. When I say like some people say about starting a business, you have got to look at starting a bespoke kind of business. You um, do. And some people start businesses like restaurants, doesn't it? How many restaurants open and shut? Mm. Um, it's one of those industries that. Some of them last for many years and some of them don't. They don't, they only last a year, like, whereas in we done. But I think it's also, you know, it's important to say that just during this pandemic as well, that actually, you know, you had a few people making comments, not not always nice comments about, no. oh, you're probably all right. I mean, you know, horrible things. Some people say thoughtless oh, things. Yeah. But actually, during the pandemic, it wasn't that different, was it? You weren't, they, they, you were no. not. The death rate had, had dropped anyway. Mm. Um, and our numbers weren't much different from the previous year, to be it honest. It wasn't, yeah. No, it wasn't. But it was hard for you as a, as a company. Because obviously very you as a father yeah. as well, you were worried about the safety of your children and your family yeah. that were going out. That were Because ha- they, you know, again, like doctors, nurses, you're still having to go out there well, yeah, they had to do to, what you're doing. They had, to, they had to mask up and, and when you were bringing uh, bodies back, it was we had to go very careful. Yeah. For a certain amount of time, we didn't really know much about it. Mm. But, yeah, it was it was a challenging time. And at one stage, we we were very very busy. Yeah, but lucky that you're lucky that your kids are looking after that for you now. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So what are you? What are your plans with your all this spare plans. time you've got? Well, I've got to go. Keep what I say now, haven't I? <laughs> well, I mean, my what, plans. Yeah. Uh, what are my plans? Um, are you going to stop well, working uh, at any point? At the moment, I'm as you know, I'm renovating. Renovating I'm renovating it. the family house, yeah. and that's going to be going on the market with your signature black. Anything you see yeah. that's got black weather boarding, yeah. I'm not. Probably I'm Gary not. Jeffrey I'm not gothic, but I <laughs> I do like black. Um, I'm renovating. I'm renovating the property 
inside and out and doing all the garden and everything. It's a, it's a big job. Mm. Um, and then I am going to start another project. Mm. Um, and there's the, there's the other project, you know, about the aircraft stuff, isn't there? That I'm there is. Yeah, I've got another thing. That you, like, but you, like, do you like doing things like... Um, you're very creative. Like you've done, pot- you've done pottery, haven't you? Done, you had a little yeah, stab at we, pottery. We, yeah, I had a bit of pottery. I I done that. <laughs> I don't say we. I'm not sure I've done any pottery. <laughs> no, no, I've no, watched I, you. Sorry, I, I, <laughs> I, I started doing it before yeah. the lockdown, didn't I? Mm. And it was quite funny because um, I went over there to this little pottery course, which was in the middle of nowhere mm. on a farm, and I was the youngest person there. And like most people were probably a good twenty years older than me, mm. and they were all staring at me as I walked in there, and and the conversations were really odd. To be honest, like it was all retirement talk. Oh, and uh, but I really enjoyed it. Mm. I I used to sit there looking out the window, doing my pottery, um, and I did enjoy it. And yeah. I I made two or three things, but then when the lockdown happened, uh, they started making grand master, and then they actually did stop it. Mm. So I stopped doing that. Um, it's something that I do want to carry on with. Mm. Um, as you know, I like painting. You like painting, I, yeah. I, I want to start doing some acrylic painting. That's mm. that's what I want to do. Um, but I've got the aircraft stuff, which is an, a, an idea that, that someone we got to know, didn't we, that yeah. gave me an idea of, and I'm doing that. And then building shepherd's huts and, and all kinds of things. And, <laughs> and I just, I like, I don't think I will ever retire, to be honest. Well, I think you'll always, I think you'll always be creative, and you'll always want to use your imagination and and do things. Yeah. And then I think it gets to a point where if if there's, I don't, I wouldn't say you're necessarily driven by the financial outcome of those things. Now no, you not do now. them because you enjoy them. Yeah, but you're not going to do it for free. Obviously, if you're no. making something, you're no. investing. But it's there's a different driving force. I think now it's like you like doing things because you can do them. Yeah, I like being creative, and I like. Well, as I say, like this, the potential of this property that's going to come up, which I'm going to get hopefully. Mm. Um, I want to do something with that in day. When when people say to me about all the, all you think about money, I don't just think about money. But the one thing I'd say to is, like I said to my youngest son, is that you do need money to do things. Mm. Um, and we've both spoken we about travelling. Yeah. And I want us to travel. Mm. I want us to go around the world. I want, I want us. This is not a dress rehearsal, and this is what I say about. This is why. It's really hit me hard. I've lost, I've lost quite a few close people around me in the last two or three years. Yeah. Um. And doing the funeral, like business, it makes you think about your life. And yeah. That's, this is where you've got to grab it and do it. And like, mm. some people we're all different in life. When some people start a business, and there's other people they're quite happy working for somebody, and they're just plod for many years, and and they're just to be an average family. I didn't want that. I wanted, when people say, well, why, do you, why do you work so hard? I wanted to give my kids and my wife, I wanted to give them the best I could. And mm. I'm, I don't look back on it now and have any regrets because I'm glad I've done it. Mm. But I want to travel with you. You know I do. Mm. I'd quite like that. That'd be quite we, nice. No, we will. <laughs> and that's that's what I want to do. I'll, Let's get this soapbox out of the way first, day. Eh? Let's get that one out well, of yeah, the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I mean, also, I think to touch on that as well with the soapbox, the other thing that you really wanted to do was to help charities, wasn't it? And you've always wanted to do that. You've always yeah. been very supportive of yeah. charities in and around the town because yep. of how they've touched you personally. Is that? Are you going to be racing in the soapbox? I think you're going to force me into it. I think I'm we have we we we, we have got a cart that's over the farm. I'm going to force him into it. But um, 
I don't think it'll yeah. take much force. No. I'm not allowed to race the cart, so you no. definitely well, you, need to you, race the cart. You've got to go very careful. <laughs> definitely not. I've only got one cheekbone left. Yeah. I can't have yeah. a go on another one. So if you had any um, inspirational wor- words for anyone that's listening, that's thinking about starting any kind of business, yeah. what, what, would it, what would it be? <laughs> what, what advice would I give them? Yeah. I know we've touched on a few yeah, things, but yeah. well, you've just got to. You've got to come up with an idea that you that that's a bit different, um, as in not with my funeral business and and my printing business. I I was different. I used to with the printing business. I was totally bespoke. I had I done everything. Where a lot of printers would only do printing and then they'd send all their finishing out, or they wouldn't have a studio. I I literally set it up that it was all done in house. Mm. That's what made me different for 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 some time, and that's mm. why I was successful in it. And the same with with the funeral industry. I, we're totally different the way yeah. I've set it up. Um, yeah, if if you've got an idea, make sure you do your homework, research it, and see you're up against because you've got to look at your competition, mm. um, and and then and you've you've got to look at your product, whatever you're going to do. You've got to price it right, but but you've the one thing you've got to do is you've got to be prepared to work hard. Yeah, um, and put the hours in, and it mm. does get easier. Um, my life near the end did become. Well, it was. I was out on the road all the time, going all over the country. So I wasn't getting my hands dirty anymore. I was literally seeing clients. Um, and there was a bit of entertainment, but yeah, it was. I built a business that just used to just turn out. It was turning over X amount of money, and I had good staff there. So, mm. yeah, you've got to. Um, but I would, I would say one thing: be careful with partnerships. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I went into a partnership with somebody on a part of business, and it, and it went awfully wrong. Mm. Um, in the day, partnerships are very difficult. And that was in a previous business, wasn't it? So, yeah. Well, it, it was, yeah. Uh, you just got to be careful. I mean, I think, I guess that's one thing you've been very lucky with family because you've got family business and well, it's I have, you yeah. all close together. Yeah, I, I had a business partner who we're buying out um, and my business partner's been brilliant. Yeah. Um, he, he's been, he was a great asset to our business. Mm. Um, it was his decision to go. I didn't force him out, but... Some partnerships work well, and some sadly don't. Yeah. So you've you've got to know your partner. Yeah. My family in that, but yeah, if any business can be started, but you've just got to do your homework. Yeah. Um, and get a good accountant. That was nothing I'd say to get yourself yeah. a really good accountant. My mm-hmm. accountant in the beginning was really good, giving me some great advice. Hence, me buying commercial properties. Mm. Um. And and it's paid off. And like, I look back now and I think, crikey, I started I started buying properties when I was about twenty four, mm. um, and it was the best thing I did. Yeah, and absolutely. People even talked to my sphere this morning. Like we were talking about rentals, and um, some of the properties are going to be going up in rent. Um, and I look at that and I think, well, I've gone through all the hard stage of it. I've I've paid them. I've got one property that's got a bit of finance on it. Mm. All the others are paid for. And that's the other thing, get a good accountant that gives yeah. you good advice because yeah. it, it's all very well making money, but you do need to invest your money in certain things like either in commercial properties, um, make sure you get the right investments. Yeah. Goes quick life, doesn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, it does, yeah. Goes quick. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. It's no, been lovely to I've enjoyed talk it, actually, you. yeah. Have you? Yeah, I've enjoyed it. That's good. And then the day, like as I say, I've I done this. When you asked me to do it, I was a bit, I'm not sure about doing this. But if I can inspire one person to do to do go out and do it, brilliant. 
I think you've got a very interesting story. It's always interested me, and I'm sure it'll interest a lot of other people. So thank you. Yeah, no and I think if anyone wants to get in touch with Connor or Millie, then they go to Henry Paul Funerals. There's a website, yep. isn't it? That's the best place. We've got a website. People um, ever want to ask about any questions yeah, about anything, actually. Any advice. All, any advice. Yeah. Doesn't, you know, obviously, doesn't always have to be because something sad's happened. No, if they've got any no. advice, um, plans, anything coming up f- yep. for future People can talk to them, can't they? Can they? Do. they can go in any of our branches. And uh, if anyone wants to sponsor Gary Jeffrey racing a car in the <laughs> soapbox, he will be racing a car in the yeah. soapbox. You heard it here, yeah. right here, okay. right now. Okay, all right. Yeah. Looks like I'm driving now then. <laughs> You're not <laughs> driving with me in the car, that's no, for sure. No, that's for sure. Anyway, thank you for coming on, my love. All right, thank all you. Right, take okay. care. Okay. Bye. Bye.